Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. So last night we were outside and we were having just dinner outside and then all of a sudden my dog started to bark and then we were like, what is it, Millie? You're like, what is it? What's wrong? What is it? What is it? And she was getting like, ruff, ruff, ruff. and then I looked on the on the stones to the to the in front of her and there was a little baby chick. Now, in our on our, in our house, just above the door, there's a hole and these um, family of birds have nested. There's like four or five chicks in there. And obviously they're starting to cheap and getting older now and um, their eyes are shut. So they can't see so he would have just kind of walked towards the light and he fell out and that's what my dog had picked up on and there was a little baby chick just on the floor and there was also another chick that was dried up and dead that probably fell out a few days ago but my dog saw or sensed or whatever this little chick and if it wasn't for my dog this little chick would have died and so I brought it indoors I gave it some food and some water I healed it with my hands and then I put it back in the nest and as I looked in I shone a torch through I could see the mother chick looking at me and I really felt that mother chick connected to me it was almost like I know you're not a threat thanks for giving my chick back and I looked into his eye and no joke I felt like he was aware or she was aware that of that I was no threat and I was just I was on the same page as the chick, like I knew her pain. It really was amazing. That's right. That's a such a beautiful story. I actually watched that in your story, and uh, I, I felt it too. First of all, Millie and her intuition. Dogs have this incredible sense. All animals do, right? We need to learn from them. Them and children, they're our little teachers. And then you basically resuscitated it back to life. It was beautiful. It fell four meters to the ground. Aww. Four meters is a long way. That's like us falling off a, I don't know, a, a five-story balcony. Like it would have landed hard. Anyway, I looked in this morning, and the chick was opening its mouth, going, like waiting for a worm. So it yeah. seems like it survived and it's alive. <laughs> Ready to take on the day, and I think that little chick is going to be stronger and smarter because of that situation. Maybe next time it encounters a human, there will be there will be a change in potential if that didn't happen. Oh yeah, and also like how often how often do little chicks ever experience human energy? Like most chicks don't ever most humans don't touch most birds. So this little bird has had human energy charging him up, uh, which other birds when he goes through his life won't have and obviously as you know human energy is very powerful that bird is going to be vibrating on a different frequency compared to its other siblings in the nest well you know what it was simply put is love it's a vibration of love and that's everything and that's the answer and that's what we need more of so why don't we give that which we need and in the law of attraction you're receiving unless you're blocking it and not receiving love because sometimes we do that so yeah we've got to we've got to give we've got to receive that's that's love as you can see these glasses are blue light glasses now uh i've always when i use my phone i use a computer my eyes really hurt i'm blinking i'm twitching Mm. i'm straining my eyes and i've got these glasses and no joke i am not blinking as much as I used to after using my phone and what I'm finding is that we're going down a massive hole of nowhere out basically everything is becoming electrified EMF all over the place lights phones fucking everything light bulbs connected to Amazon it literally as you said I am really um I pick up energy like you Mm-hmm. really significantly and I feel lights I feel TVs and I feel electricity like I feel that vibration that that noise that of just electric things in the mm-hmm. atmosphere and it That's does great. affect me and I'm thinking 5g 6g 7g 8g 9g 10g when does it ever stop and like 
no one really knows. It's like smoking. It took like 20 years for people to realise that it's giving everyone lung cancer. Um, e-cigarettes. We're literally in like the second, third year. No one has a fucking clue what that's going to do. Phones. We've had phones for like 10, 15 years. Not really long enough to see effects on humans. Like not many... There's not many people out there <clears throat> who don't have a phone in order to compare your cells versus people who use a phone because every single person including the professor for example is using a phone and and all this emf is going to have such a hit it's it's going to be worse than the coronavirus because everyone's got a phone not everyone mm-hmm. had the coronavirus and it literally is just i can't stand holding my phone i have to use my phone in order to do what i'm doing but i literally can't wait to get off it it just fucking stresses me out my hands hurt because the electricity coming through my hands I can't stand electricity (laughs) wow my friend you know I couldn't agree more you went down a lot of rabbit holes there like to to touch on because the very first thing to note is we are electrical us human beings we are electrical first then chemical then magnetic right so it all starts with an electrical impulse every single cell has an electron now we're using electronic devices that have different frequencies and wavelengths so there's there's radio waves there's ultraviolet rays and there's also micro waves which is what 5g is nobody can refute that so there's so many things we can do to protect ourselves And one of them is minimize your exposure to the phone. Like I I never have the phone on my body. I can't. Um, It it burns. It burns the skin. I think all of this changed when I started eating properly and meditating and drinking water because I became attuned and that all of a sudden these EMFs started affecting me. And so I take it as my body being very apt and saying, get that off your body or step out of that area where it literally feels like your brain is heating up. Have you ever had that feeling from 3G, 4G, whatever, to what end? Um, There there will be an end. You know, it's, it's, it's all good. It's, it always works out and it is okay. I don't think we can quite go there yet just more stick to what what can you do right here and right now and uh yeah we we have so many tools that we can choose in the arsenal and the tool belt one of them is crystals crystal technology you know phones don't operate without a crystal that's crystal quartz is in every single computer it's the transmitter and the receiver Right. So we have access to crystal technology. That's one thing. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, I recently got this little black thing. It just sticks to the back of a phone. It neutralizes the EMF coming out of a phone. It claims that it stops or neutralizes 99 percent of the positive ions or whatever coming out. So it should have nothing coming out. And I got it for my mum and my dad as well. And um, as you can see, this case I'm showing you now, this blocks, yeah. um, it basically blocks, you can't call, it doesn't connect, it blocks all of the signals going to it. So imagine that my phone's on, it's all coming into my room at night time, for example, whereas if it's in that case, it's the same as airplane mode where there's no receiver, so it's not in my room. And I had Bluetooth Apple earphones and I was listening to a lot of music a lot of the time. And I realized that my ears are getting really waxy and cloggy from the sound vibration. I used to podcast with in my earphones, right? Until I was realizing I was doing like 10 hours of podcasting a week. My ears used to have this pain. As you were saying, it wasn't the necessarily the sound from, from the from the person speaking, but it's the the chip, the EMF in that earphone. It was giving me like this clot i could feel like the clotted like the clottiness of the cells and the wax in my ear and it was giving me this headache and one time i was riding my moped and listening to the sat nav i felt this pain and i'd never felt that before and it suddenly made and i was walking around everywhere everyone's got these earphones in so not only are they becoming autistic by not speaking to anyone 
that they've gone from the sound of earphones, which most people have them too loud anyway, but they've you've not only gone from sound, you've gone to like EMF. So you've got like a mini microwave and sound. That's even worse than just sound. And I'm just imagining I saw a I saw a Bluetooth earphone taken apart and you saw a little chip. Obviously, that is a connection. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, what's that going to do? And not to mention, like, people that speak about, you know, technology, having little chips in our ears, in our brains, in our eyes, having, like, contact lenses where you can see, like, what's on your computer in a contact lens. Fucking hell. Imagine what that will do to the cells in your eye. Like, everything is technology crazy, but we're not, we don't really understand what is hap- happening on a cellular level because we've not really had it long enough to study it. As I said, everyone's got it. There's no one to like compare to. And yeah, I felt the pain from these devices that you are speaking about. And I make an effort now when I go out not to bring my phone. And if I do bring my phone, I now put it in this. And I do feel freer. The fact that I don't even have to think to Google something. Because if you've not got your phone, you're not going to think to Google something. So it's an all round benefit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what 5G is. I don't think a lot of people are clear on that. Five, A 5G network is that sophisticated that if we were to chip ourselves, regardless of where we're chipped, that it then we're plugged into the network, the matrix indefinitely that's it i mean your your phone becomes your hand you know you you can leave your house and say uber and there's an uber that shows up and it's all connected to the your banking information i mean if if that's where we're going which would be a cashless society you know then really how how free are we we're not. I call it, it's like man has created, What one man has created a vision and manifested it, which is not in harmony with anyone else because it's his vision only. And we've just adapted to that person's mind, lost our own mind because you can either focus on yours or theirs. And now everything is confused, like the human brain's confused, which makes the body confused and then you get disease because it's that diseased. And... It really isn't good. And it's like, well, if you don't keep up, you'll get left behind. So I always teach like, my parents, if you don't keep up and get technology, you will get left behind. And that is a reality. But at the same time, if you keep just getting all this stuff, it is going to have an effect. So you need to kind of follow, but also cover your ass, like be dependent, but also be independent when shit hits the fan. So having like these glasses, that case, having a, a sticky thing on the back of the phone, that is essentially saying when all the animals are migrating over there, if I don't go with them, I'm going to die. But I have got a secret like banana tree that I know if shit hits the fan, that I can suddenly go to if uh, all the animals, you know what I mean? Nice. I'm growing, I'm growing avocados and cacao. My husband and I have a, a home in Mexico and that's, that's the goal to be sustainable, right? There's nothing better than growing your own food and having that connection to, to nature. I'm really glad actually that I never lost that because I think when we grow up in cities and, you know, we get caught up in the the hustle and the bustle, and and that can be fun, but we lose our connection to the earth and to the rhythms and the cycles of nature. We stop looking up at the stars and sun gazing at sunset or sunrise, which used to be ingrained as a sacred ritual for humanity and our ancestors, right? So there's a wisdom that comes along with being and recognizing that as nature cycles, it's a microcosm happening inside of you of that as above, so below. So then all of a sudden you realize, you, yeah, you're, you're a part of it and you become more aware of your own rhythms and cycles. Okay? I think that's a really important. Now, I, I'm a woman. I, I am regular, meaning I have regularity in my my cycles namely my moon cycle but I didn't for a lot of my childhood and upbringing going through that flux of hormones I didn't have regularity but that was my normal I actually didn't know better until I started recognize 
recognizing and paying attention something wasn't right. So why, why would I settle for that even at such a young age? Because if I settled for that then and never did anything about, about it, where would I be today? Because the whole point is to, to grow better, not bitter. We can be angry at the world. You know, that's easy. Are, are we angry at the world or are we angry that our interaction with the world around us isn't maximized, right? We're losing that interaction that we're craving and then we're, we're getting bitter about it, not better. So it's like until you make that conscious choice and really reconnect to nature that you're a part of, to your inner self, your nature, then um, per- perhaps we're not growing better. So we've got to recognize, I think awareness is the first step. Yeah, I love that. Growing a bitter, not better. Haven't known that before. Maybe you made that up, but that's actually a really good, a really good thing. Um, I didn't make it up. I, w- I won't take credit, but it did hit home for me too. It resonates. Things that uh, are are simple yet profound. Yeah, it's like people get bitter. They get angry about you know, other people having what they want. They're happy. Why can't I have that? And all you have to do is take change. Once you become aware that you're unhappy and rather than just settling, you can take change to make yourself better. But we sit in it and get bitter. And it's like you can admire the person who's got more money than you to be on that level or you can hate them. And it's, it's simply a mindset. And sadly, there's so much negative ed- energy around with bitterness and people trying to pull people down to their level in the bad way towards hell that not many people end up making heaven. And in terms of energy, like the bigger the force, the less control we have over it. So that's why it's important for people like you and me who are very high in positive energy that we actually make up for, say, I don't know, 200,000 negative people, probably a lot more, by the way, but we make up for like 200,000 negative people. So if you do like the mass of how many humans on the planet, you don't need to say 100 positively powerful minded people to simply change 8 billion people who are negative. Would you agree? Totally agree. I mean, I know I'm powerful. I've, I reaffirm that. I, I've connected to that. I don't want to lose that. Uh, so I have incredible power to affect change within myself, therefore inspire others to do the same because they're witnessing it's a possibility in someone else. And so you give them permission to do that if they're ready. Readiness is a huge factor, right? I mean, not, not to spin this here, for example, when I learned about chemtrails, I, I, that made me angry and I didn't want to believe it. And I like almost banged my head against the wall thinking this is a really hard pill to digest. And, it, and then it clicked, obviously, and I did more research and I asked more questions and I never got one solid answer. Questions lead to more questions and that's okay. That's the beautiful thing. So I was asking these questions and being led to more big, important questions. And then I was ready. So that readiness piece has to be paired with your willingness to change. And I loved how you said that. Take change. That's beautiful. I I think I'm going to steal that one. It's two words. And, And it has a really, really big meaning to take change. And changes, if you're not changing, then you're dying. You've got to change. We've got to keep changing. What, what's the point of staying the same and doing the same thing when there's evidence of what's not working and there's evidence of what is working and that will change? So you must change. So change can be a hard one, very uncomfortable. I see a lot of people resistant to changes right? And it's okay to change your mind just the same as you change your clothes. Don't wake up and put on the same outfit every day to represent yourself. 
you change your clothes so you're allowed to change your mind and your rigid belief structures and maybe those limiting stories can change and then all of a sudden you remember and reconnect that you are powerful um yeah so i've never ever had a relationship right uh, i do believe in the feeling of love between another human being it could be one or multiple right millions whatever that feeling of love it's just two energies coming together serving each other charging each other both sexually spiritually emotionally all three in one go to me that is a feeling of being in love you are in that energy you love that person you love how that person makes you feel um but like marriage and relationships and being together for people forever as you said nothing stays the same so why yep. should we stay the same? Why should our surroundings, why should people, why should a house, why should furniture, why should children? And the answer is it doesn't stay the same. So if so, when you look at like a man-made relationship, for example, marriage, it takes a, a, a level of awareness and a lot of work to maintain something that naturally will change over time to yes. keep it in harmony. And so it's almost like a choice. Do I, if I know that things never stay the same, and I'm going down this path trying to make something stay the same. Like, have I got the knowledge and the wisdom to keep it the same, knowing that it doesn't stay the same? And <laughs> for me, because I know this, I flow. And what I mean by flow is I'm just a ball of energy in the universe attracting its equal mass and then getting bigger attracting its equal mass getting bigger attracting its equal mass getting bigger so whatever i'm thinking i'm attracting and then i evolve and i learn and then i take that and i keep doing that and then i'm 90 100 years old and i'm dead uh marriage for me as a man-made thing because if you think about you know you love somebody you want to marry them you're saying that in that moment i want to be in this feeling with you because it makes me feel great forever so you get married because in your mindset, that means forever. In terms of the universe, energy keeps getting bigger. If one person relationship grows, the other person doesn't, energy is going to be unbalanced. And yet man has kept you locked in a contract that you have to stay here forever. Um, so it's almost like when a bird's trying to free, like the one who fell out of my wall, um, he's trying to be free. He's left the nest. Mother chick can't give him the worm anymore. Um, yeah, I'm just just talking. <laughs> No, that was a really, really cool thought process. I totally follow. I'm with you. I am married, by the way, and I understand both points of view um, because uh, my husband, Alex, and I both agreed that marriage in itself, it, it is man-made and to conform, for lack of better words, was not important and to have uh, a label or title for lack of a better word wasn't important um i love 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 how you touched on the law of attraction because that that actually pulls us into the magnetic part of our construct remember we said we're electrical we're chemical chemicals are are our hormones for example that's part of our biochemical makeup. And then that magnetic valence around each cell and around our heart, you know, we, we have that in our groin area as well. We have it in our, just think about the chakras, actually, from, from our root, from our sacrum to the crown of our head. And that's where people meet at those energy centers and it's all magnetic it's quite fascinating so to line up with somebody on the level where your magnetics completely complement and harmonize with another human being and and to to maintain that and recognizing the changes and continually balancing each other because that's really what it is and it's a dance and it's a flow you know you want to be well rooted but you don't want too much gravity if you know what I mean absolutely so you know the physics chemistry and biology at school so physics is the the energy the biology is our body 
and then the chemistry as you said could be classed as the electro side to it so like we like it's like when you want to be with somebody you, you need to be in harmony with them in as many ways as possible so not only have you got to be in harmony physically for example for example you've got a big black guy who has um, has a child with a small chinese person that kid is going to have a fucked posture it's going to have scoliosis because you've got this big spine or big body in this small body it's going to have problems so you've got to match the physical side um so the biology side sorry i don't know about that i think there's i think there's perfection in 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 every i i hear what you're saying but i i trust the infinite intelligence of of each soul that gets incarnated in a human body because there's there's lots of souls that are waiting for a body you have to have many 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 incarnations and lifetimes in order to get a body because it is although it's it's dense it doesn't oscillate at um what some of our et friends are oscillating right they they have free energy and we don't so there's there's a denser oscillation happening here but bringing it back there's so many souls waiting for a body and 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 now you get a body i think you pick your parents and and there's a reason for that so we have there's an element of of divine perfection and infinite intelligence and source creation and love right if love was absolutely present regardless of the shape the color of the humans that the conception was aligned and their magnetic structures chakras minds hearts groins were aligned in harmony and resonance harmonious resonance uh, they're they're perfect perfect I, i i would argue that a little i <laughs> okay so hang on i what, yeah what what i was saying right so the, what i was trying to say is that when two when two humans come together there's so many things that have to be in harmony there's the biology which is your your biologies have to match up then you've got the spiritual and your mind and your thoughts have to match up there's so many different things and then so you've got the the magnetic side as you said with the chakras then you've got the the thoughts you've got to see the same thing kind of want the same things and then you've got the genetic side to the body what i was saying is that a big say seven foot black guy with a say four foot chinese person that you can't if they were to breed they would have a kid and the energies might be aligned because the spiritual side to the big black guy versus the small chinese person the vibrations might be the same the chakras might be the same but you can't put a small body a uh, sort of big body into a small body i have studied actually people that i know they the people that i know who have a spac issue scoliosis where their spine is curved I noticed the same pattern with all these people. One parent was a lot bigger than the other parent, right? So you got like as I said, the let's just say you have like 7 and 7 equals 7, right? Then you say you've got 10 and 5. If you average it out, that equals say 7.5, right? So let's just say you've got a someone who's 6 foot and someone who's 6 foot. Charles going to be say 6 foot. If you've got some Chinese person who's say 5 foot and some big black guy who's say 7 foot, then averagely mediumly the child's going to be six foot right mm. but if his mother the small chinese person is say five foot you're essentially putting a six foot person in a five foot body it's almost like jamming a big elephant in a mini it doesn't fit it's almost like your body mm. can only hold say five liters of water and you're trying to give it six so therefore the spine starts to crumble and it has to become an S shape now i've studied this from people that i know and if you look if you look for example some animals can't mate with some animals like a sheep can't mate with a cow but a, a zebra has the possibility to mate with a horse right a lion right. can mate with a tiger but a lion might not be able to mate with say a buffalo there is like some biological things that aren't supposed to happen if we didn't have planes and cars and transport 
black people in the Amazon jungle wouldn't be mating with Chinese people miles and miles and miles across the earth, right? That's like having a a black um, a pigeon mating with a a crow or a robin bird mating with a a duck, right? So what we're saying is that there's so many factors that you need to try and harmonize the the the, the biological side and the spiritual side in terms of the thoughts, and then the electromagnetic side. That's why these days it's so hard to be completely in harmony with people because there's so many different elements that you have to consider, like what you grow up, what you watch on TV, what your parents know, what you learn at school, the thoughts. And then you've got, for example, if your ancestors came from other countries, you're biologically different, forgetting about whether you choose your parents and energetically harmonize as i said if you the big black guy in, in, in africa is watching the same stuff on youtube as a small chinese person in china then the size is irrelevant because they're spiritually seeing the same thing so they'll be vibrating at the same frequency based on their thoughts but biologically they're not the same that per kid is going to be fitting himself into a small body and i've studied this and it's the same pattern all the time does that clarify what i was saying Totally. Thank you for that. I actually never even thought of it that way. And I love, so my, my mind just expanded and that's what we have to do. We have to surround ourselves with people who do that and uh, not keep us small and reinforce what we already know. So uh, we don't grow in that point. So thank you for sharing that. Fascinating. I, it clicked. I just had an oh shit. And then an oh, uh, hell yeah moment. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. You know, no different than how families or cousins shouldn't uh, marry each other or not marry, recreate, procreate, because they're, they're genetically, they don't have compatibility. Yeah, so you speak about law of attraction, picking up thoughts. That's the only thing I left out. It came into my mindset about that's why we don't fuck our siblings. But I didn't say it. And because I didn't say it, the universe, should, it, it yeah, was out there in the universe you and you picked it up. I just wanted to reference that because I love it when I that happens. Where I, I, I hold back a thought and, and then my, my parents will say it. So the other day I was outside. I had a thought. I couldn't be asked to say it. And two seconds later, my dad says it. And it just happens all the time. It's just normal. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that goes to show how powerful you are, my friend. Listen, our thoughts are not contained into our head. Bruce Lipton, Bruce Lipton talks about this. You can measure thoughts. Somebody will have a thought. and You can pick it up with a MEG machine or an EEG machine outside of the brain, the head, and pick up that thought. So that shows that thoughts are not contained in our heads. They go out into an ether and they attract other thoughts. And if you're having good thoughts, you're attracting to you more good thoughts. If you're having more bad thoughts, then you're walking around with a big black cloud over your head. It's That's part and parcel with the law of attraction. So if negative thoughts are happening to people automatically, right? They've become unconscious. They, they're geniuses at thinking negative. They don't even have to think about thinking negative because the, the neurocircuitry, the dendrites, the synapses have been formed. It happens automatically until they snap out of it and become aware. They can observe their thoughts from a different place instead of letting their thoughts control their emotions and take over with momentum as soon as that negative thought bing arises that's when you press stop or pause on the tape player and you can use visualizations you can visualize that that old tape recorder remember those that we grew up with <laughs> i used to love playing with those things man i can still see the buttons so i picture that in living color and if there was any smells that I could smell when I was playing with my tape recorder, smells, they lock things in, right? So I'd visualize my, my fingers pressing stop or pause on that negative thought because the sooner you stop it, the less power it has over you. The longer you let that thought persist, the more you sit in the cesspool of negativity, attracting more negative thoughts that fuel that first initial thought. 
So, I mean, I, I can relate to all of this because I was that. I came from that. I was a genius at thinking negative until I dropped the story and pressed stop on that tape and put in a new tape. And I started giving myself affirmations like I'm beautiful, right? I know as a woman, there's a nice feeling that comes along with feeling beautiful, okay? But there's so much more than being beautiful. However, I started there. I wanted to actually see myself as beautiful because when other people told me I was, I didn't believe it. I didn't, I didn't let it in, even though I wanted to. So I looked in the mirror at myself and I started saying in my own eyes, you are beautiful. And I didn't even believe it at first. It's a classic case of fake it until you make it. Repetition, repeating these thoughts, these behaviors, that becomes a habit. So that's very important, the discipline and repetition, small things that you do daily. So I'm doing it daily. And then all of a sudden it clicked. I looked in the mirror and I didn't even have to tell myself I'm beautiful. I, I knew it. I felt it. And then I was able to bring it out in others too. And when I gave a compliment, I gave it from a different place. And when I received a compliment, I received it period. I let it in. And that's the feedback loop, like the figure eight. Yeah. So one of the things I put out on Instagram the other day is, actually, I can't remember what I'm say, basically, right? I love your, uh, your Instagram, by the way. Thank you. I designed I love, I love it. all of your messages. Scratch. I watch your stories. You're, you're hilarious. Yeah. My, 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 my comedic side is, is, um, is equally as powerful as my wisdom side but I'm trying to focus on wisdom so I focus on one thing because I've done so I can do everything like accents impressions play piano whatever I need to focus on one thing otherwise I will never build anything I planted so many fucking seeds and get impatient planted another one that one died planted another one that one died that they never grew so now I'm focusing on this and until it becomes a forest then I will start doing like stand up and that type of shit. But anyway, so people um, are called arrogant if they walk around like they are God's gift or if they say, I know I'm good looking. Right. And it's like, as long as you don't preach at other people and, and sort of rub it in their face and, you know, like self-love. I look, I go to myself in the mirror. I say, fucking now you look hot right now, but that's the end of it. <laughs> I don't care whether you think I'm hot. I don't care whether I am hot. What is hot? Like, it's like a, a sheep recognizes a sheep, but does a sheep recognize a lion as a sheep? No, it's just what he's used to. So it's not that I'm hot or you're hot. It's just, do you see your siblings and your cousins and your friends you got from school in me? Cause you hang around with the same type of looking people as your family. So if, if you haven't hung around with, people with shaved hair for example and glasses and a nose ring then you won't kind of be used to that person so they won't be your person you go for in attraction wise whereas if you're, you're a hippie person and you're used to shaved hair long beads and nose piercings then that's all you've ever known so that person is hot and really there's no such thing as good looking or not so that's when you're saying when people say growing up you're beautiful and you didn't believe it it's just you didn't love who you were as a person, nothing to do with looks. But then when you realize that when someone does compliment you, say you're beautiful on the outside, even though it has means fuck all, you do take it as a form of positive energy. Um, so when people say you're good looking, I used to be like, well, why haven't I not had a girlfriend? Like 28 years later, why have I not had a girlfriend? Now I get it, so I don't care. But growing up, people say, oh, you're so good looking. You're so handsome. You got a girlfriend yet? No, I fucking don't. Don't rub it in, right? Say I'm good looking, but why can't I find a girlfriend? Until so you destruct yourself and then you punish yourself from that negative cycle, as you said. I was a genius at negative energy myself. I used to punish myself, replay things around over all fucking hours and hours and hours and hours. Why didn't I do that? I fucking hate myself. You're a cunt. Why did you let that happen again? I was I was a pro at it. And I used to charge myself so negatively that I used to like interfere with Wi-Fi and lights, use a flicker. I can my Mac turns on randomly when I hit a certain frequency. Um and, and that's just normal for me. I've Googled this online, 
like does anyone's Mac turn on randomly? There's nothing online. It's literally me. I have this ability to when I reach a certain frequency with my energy, my Mac just turns on and then it, it turns off. I used to think it was my grandma's spirit doing it, like making a sign, but I realized she wasn't here and it was she wasn't here. And it was all me. It was my thoughts, like the electromagnetic charge that comes from us. And we're going with this. Um, so, yeah, when you say oh, I'm so fucking great, good looking, it makes me feel powerful saying I'm so great and good looking and I'm incredible and I'm the smartest human on the planet. It's not about whether I am or not. It's besides the point. It's what do I do to make me as an individual person feel incredible in this moment and compliments, positive reaffirm- reaffirmation. And if people get out of their head that it's arrogant or it's ego or you're really up your ass and realize that you want to be on this level of awareness i will bring you through follow these techniques say you're amazing say you're the most beautiful person on the planet doesn't matter if you're not say it because it makes you feel good and that's ultimately what the goal of a compliment is to make you feel good it's even if you're lying to them some like fat person you say man you look so hot today and she goes thanks it's not about whether she is or she's not. It makes her feel good. Take away the body, the fat, the food, whatever. She's just a vibration. And if it makes them feel good, keep pushing somebody to the higher frequency. Of course, we're here to serve. Um, you know, it's, we have to, we have to. We have to do it for ourselves. We have to love ourselves. And when we do, life, life becomes a little bit more, beautiful i'll use that word as default i think you know it's when when you see the beauty in you you can see the beauty in others when you can see the beauty in nature you know you don't need tv (laughs) that's that nature is tv and it doesn't have any any narrative right any narrowing down of messages that can be implanted other than beauty and you register with that vibration. But yeah, self-love is one of the most critical catalysts of all good things. And so that's part of my MO. I want to help women primarily connect to self-love. I think it's something that's a skill that we need to master and we need to teach our our children you know i'm not a mom i won't be a mom in this life but i'm a mother to many you know and i think that women who choose not to be mothers in this life are hugely important going back to it takes a village to raise a baby and quite honestly at the end of the day i have more energy than most mothers who give all of their energy and the surplus to their families so that you know I can teach and ingrain part of my message my sole purpose which is to connect people to that love and children have it they're born with it we're all born with it we're born of it unconditional love is not what we need to learn we're born of unconditional love we return to unconditional love in death it's a rite of passage anyways i i'm not scared of death i know we've we've mentioned it a few times and it's to me it's just as sacred as birth oh yeah like seems crazy but if i i can't like death doesn't bother me like i i i I used to be so scared of like death and I realized what that was trying to tell me was you've got so much shit in your head that you're not doing it and you're procrastinating and it's going round and round in circles and you're mm-hmm. thinking that if I was going to die right now and I look back on my life would I regret it and the answer is yes what would you regret not doing all the stuff that I wanted to do so for me fearing death was about me stop stopping procrastination and putting all my shit into reality and now I'm doing that I don't fear death anymore and a lot of people they do fear death because it's like another year of not doing all the stuff you want to do like you know this new year's resolution nonsense they like you know you've not done the stuff you wanted to do and yet another year passes and yet you haven't done it and so it's almost like the older you get the more you don't care it's almost like well getting older gonna die anyway just gonna die when I die and so you just sort of 
allow your circumstances to control you, not realizing that you control the damn circumstances, even if it was, say, for 25 years ago that you got yourself into this pattern. And again, it's the awareness of patterns don't just exist because they exist. Like you've allowed them to occur again and again. And to me, death is the same as life. In order for a new flower to grow or a new plant to grow, the one before has to die to give it space. Otherwise, it's going to take its nutrients. And it's this cycle of life, death, life, death, life, death, life, death. Um, plant right. raises seeds, right. one might grow. You have a litter of, of 10 chicks, two fall out the nest, eight survive. Our grandparents used to have like, you know, great, great grandparents have like 10 siblings. People in Africa, they have like 10 siblings. Why? Because three often die. Like, it's just the way it is. Um, so the balance is that the more you put out, the more chance of survival. Um, and yes, yes. I've died a million times. You know, my ego dies a little every day. I know there's layers to our ego and it's necessary for survival. But uh, I hope that parts of me die. I've, I've actually killed fear. I've killed hate. And that was a part of me. So yeah, no, death and putting things to rest is, is a very pertinent thing. You need to, um, you need to clean swipe every once in a while to give a better foundation for the new thing that you're trying to grow. It's all about creating space. Yeah. Our brain is a, is a, is a, is is uh is a software like you know microsoft xp microsoft vista microsoft whatever it was after that um and you can keep exactly rewriting exactly. your program whenever That's you want right and people leave school and they no joke i went clubbing the other day and i saw people that i went to school with which i've not really seen since school days no joke they're the exact same person. They look the same. Their eye contact is the same. They talk the same. They're just as nervous. I'm like, holy shit. How can how can you be the same person you were at school? I have died billions of times. Billions, right? As you said, every single day, I'm constantly evolving. Like, if I don't like something about myself the day before, I will scrap it and then maintain it. So it's like, I will put a new software on my computer and I and I'll keep it for as long as I like it and if I don't like it I'll rewipe it we have that ability and we're not the same like that's the thing he looks at himself in the mirror and sees him as the same person from school that physical being you can keep rewiping your brain and your thoughts which emit different frequencies all the time oh yeah I was was gonna say my uncle lives in Australia whenever I think of him he always calls um somebody um who lives in Canada which I've just come in contact with, I know when they're thinking of me. And I message them and I say, are you thinking of me? They say, yes. Um, they were dreaming about me. I said, were you dreaming about me? The answer is yes. And I said, because you, you're on my mind the whole fucking time. So when they're thinking about me, I know. I reach out to them and say, are you thinking about me? They say, yes. This happens all the time. How can a thought travel from you know my geographic location, England, all the way to Canada when you think about how long it would take to get on a plane there and it's hard to grasp but thought goes out and goes around the world in the same time as it reaches your husband next door to you it's just like the thought like when the the sun like of course no different than how a sun a cell phone works you think how quickly like uh, when you know when the sun comes out of a cloud right how quickly it reaches the earth and makes a shadow of a plant well, literally, it's like, bang, that that uh, that sun is miles away, and yet the shadow happens literally within a second. Well, that happens no matter where you are on the planet. So if I'm thinking now, it will travel and come back or reach its destination in the same second of a time. Very, very cool. You know, we, we're told to face reality before we're taught, if we're even taught that we create our reality. Of course that exists that's what cell phone technology is based off of right remember back in the day when our our parents were we people they were watching i don't know star trek with that big technology and red button and they would 
press that red button and it would beam Scotty down. And we think that that doesn't exist. Where, where was it created from? All these technologies are extensions of our potential and our capacity, but our capacity and potential is being bred out of us, being sold a story. You look at all the commercials. The tone is, you're not good enough. You need to be like everyone else instead of be your own self, be completely different. No, they, they take the education system and, and teach us basically to be the same. So you've got a monkey, an elephant, and a fish taking the same test. Okay, climb a tree, and the elephant and the fish are fucked. They're like, oh, come on, the monkey wins. But then, then, then they test for, you know, swimming. They're, you can't test the same way. You can't learn the same way. It's cutting the tall poppies and making all the poppies the same. Yeah. So, you know, you know, like um, a vinyl CD, right? I used to yeah. try and work out, like, how does the CD make sound? And each kind of section on that CD is a certain like physical friction right and when you scratch it it makes a sound and then if you link that with all the other sounds going around the cd and put it together your brain recognizes it as a a song all merged together and you look at um years ago we had like the cups and the paper string like you know if you were a kid or whatever and you could speak i used to be like how the how the hell does that even work and when you talk the strings vibrating and then the string vibrates in the cup, which amplifies it. And that's how phones work. And I hear Elon Musk saying, like, it won't be long till we have, like, a chip in our ear where we can instantly call people. I'm like, we can fucking do that already. Like, mm-hmm. we can already do that already. And yet someone so smart doesn't know this. Or if he does, he's thinking about profit. Like, how can you be so smart and know all this and not understand that we can already do that anyway? Um, and then I think yeah all because of profit it's just going completely right when everything is left and you're left with like all these lost sheep like where the fuck do I go now and then if you leave them behind they're your problem and if you take them with you they're your problem and the answer is just teach independence and that's why the growing crops as you said is so important like I got some cucumber I dried the seeds I got some strawberries I picked off the seeds I got tomatoes I got peppers I picked off the seeds I planted them they're all growing like people go buy seeds make your own seeds it's so much fun and then especially when they grow how much fun is that and like the avocado seed that is exciting planting that getting an onion or a potato which has a sprout people go oh I can't eat that and they bin it no put it in the ground that will grow. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's yeah. what makes life amazing. It's so fun. It's It really is. It brings such a natural joy that um, a lot of us, if we haven't tried, we don't, we don't know. But all it requires is to try. And in that, try, trial and error. Right? And that's okay. It's, it's not a fail. It's a learn. If you learn, it's not a mistake. That was meant to happen in the process to help you grow, to help you evolve, you know. We've mistaken education with indoctrination, actors with heroes. So we, we need to um, discern a, a little bit more specifically and really connect back to values, what's important. And that's a big one. Growing food, because that, that connection of um, where our food comes from is gone. It's gone. Over 100 years ago, 90% of people had a direct connection. And I'm not, I'm not talking about vegetarians versus vegans. That, that is regardless, because those are labels now, but people have always eaten intuitively. So if, if they needed to eat an animal to survive, then, then they would without pointing fingers. But they were blessing the animal. More so, they were killing it themselves, right? And so we've lost that. 
We need to reconnect to where and how our food is grown in the top soil that we remineralize with our own hands. And our ancestors were doing that with the moon cycle. It, it, was, it was a process ongoing. It's not like, oh, I remineralized the soil once. The soil's good. No, it needs to be done as a part of the cycle with nature and everything else. Because when you grow in that soil, the food absorbs those minerals, antioxidants, vitamins, and those go into your body. And then so after that crop, of course, you're going to give back to the land that's giving to you. And it's that hopefully perpetual process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm big amazing. into um, farming baffles- and gardening. Huh? I'm big into farming and gardening. And I, you know, I communicate with plants, actually. I think you you're like the little chick whisperer <laughs> and I'm I'm the plant whisperer. I can hear uh, the plants wisdom. They have so much wisdom. Every single plant, every single species. Now, I look at all plants and all animals as a, as, as a child. So I look at them as me. So I see a, a, a plant that needs a bit of water. I'll give it water as if it's a child saying, I need a drink, daddy. So, and, the, and, and his leaves start to droop. And I'm like, oh, and you need some water. And then I give the plant water and the colour comes back and, and the flowers, they bloom. And I, I gave that plant life like you gave a child life. I gave that plant life. I see that chick. I see it's just a version of me. Like its purpose is to 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 breed and to serve and to nurture and protect that's what humans do like they're just the smaller frequency like take away the physical side that he's a little bird and i'm a big whatever like our vibrations (laughs) our purpose are still the same like if you think that we keep reincarnated and we got bigger in size and our energies got bigger well i was a little chick many 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 reincarnations ago and i evolved to a chicken to a turkey to a fucking polar bear to a cow to a chimp to a a human right it's just a version of me so i just sort of look at it like you're on this say 19th step i'm on say the 4000th step and i see that is just me so yeah speaking to plants seeing the seeing the same as us in plants i look at my plants in my room and i literally am sort of monitoring it like does it need more water i need to prune it like you know pigeons they they pick the, the, the fleas out of people we we like wash our children the cows lick the other cows the puppies and groom the other puppies to keep them clean that's the same as a plant, you know, pruning a plant, caring for the animal. It's just, as you said, it's not crazy because they do hear our thoughts. That's why you should always speak to a child before it's even born because it's hearing sounds, which are, it is changing itself. Um, so, yes, yeah, speaking to a plant is not crazy. I, I love how you put that. I, I wanted to add, we can hear past our ears no different than we can see past our eyes. And, and this is like the, the sonic tapestry that we can attune to through the inner voices, right? And, and also to communicate with nature, communicate with animals, because there's clear conversations happening. And that's, I think, similar to what you were saying you have with your friend in Canada. I'm in Canada, by the way. Um, and it's, it's like ESP, but there's so many different forms. Look at how many clairs there are, clairsentient, clairvoyant, clairaudio. So um, this, that's really cool when you start tapping into those abilities, seeing and hearing past the eyes and the ears. Yeah, what I've realized is that what we think exists doesn't, and what exists already <laughs> has already existed before you become aware that it existed because when you focus on it you change it like quantum physics when you focus on it it becomes (laughs) a wave so it's almost like I can't be looking for love because it was already there when I realized looking back that it was there and because I'm focusing on it I can't ever get it and if it's not here now it doesn't exist so in terms of energy world you're attracting when when you're in harmony 
And if you're not, then you're not. And when you focus on it, you collapse your own wave. So you can't ever get it. So it doesn't exist until it does. But when it does exist, when you become aware it existed, it changes and you can't get it back. So this continuous thing about it's happening now, like to really understand like what present is, it is just how do I feel right now? Like thinking, shall I go plant more seeds tomorrow? That it doesn't exist. Like it just doesn't. So when people That's realize, right. huh? That's right. I love it. I'm. I just. I'm over here applauding. I'm smiling. I'm nodding. And my hand went to my heart a few times. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you for putting that out there. I. I couldn't agree more. The power of now and staying present. Right? Because tomorrow in that planting seeds, that's a potential. Right? And the best way to predict the future is to create it. But you can't do that if you're always there, there, there in your head and you're not in your heart right now. Yeah. Um, we're like When we're born, we're on a stepping stone. And when we die on a stepping stone, there's thousands of stepping stones along the way. So the future... We try and like do say five, six, seven, eight stepping stones. So we think about Christmas and our family coming over. You've jumped like six stepping stones. But when you can only be present, you can only go into a stepping stone, another stepping stone for what you are on now. And then tomorrow, which is class as the future, you've gone into a new stepping stone. So you can't go into a new stepping stone in the future. Now you go into a new stepping stone. The sun goes in, the moon comes out, which is another day, which is the future. But you change that present to another stepping stone. So you can't change. You can't jump to two any more stepping stones than one. It's like you are connected to this thing and you can't you, you can only be connected to like one thing at one time. It's like um, it's like. I don't know, lily pads, you can only jump from like one to the next one because the second one's too far away. So when you jump to that one, that becomes your new present and you have evolved and it is hard to grasp when we have calendars and times. And but <laughs> think of how much brain activity you wasted growing up, right? Trying to change the past and trying to get into the future and planning Christmas and planning this and planning that, planning a date with your boyfriend and stuff like that. And it, it never even happened. So wasted energy in that moment wasted like you might as well just meditated and when that came around you could do it and I, I learned the hard way I wasted so much brain energy trying to change past trying to get into the future I realized it's just neurons firing up in my head and if I change now that is the future tomorrow it's really hard to get it but when you get it it, it does make sense so the hardness level it directly reflects the impact of the lesson. The harder the, the challenge the situation, the more impactful the lesson and the take home is. So we don't necessarily need to shy away from hard. And I, I know that word in itself can feel limiting and it does. It has a, it has a, a vibration, all words do, right? The words that we use, are they empowering? Are they disempowering? So when we're constantly saying, oh, that was hard, this is hard, I can't, this is too hard, then we just, we need to look at our languaging and reverse engineer the language that we're outputting, right? Because it's just showing you what's happening internally, but you're, you're verbalizing a thought and you're, and that's, again, the part of the creation process. But all that to be said, hard is not a bad thing. When you fall down hard, that breakdown is an opportunity for that breakthrough. It's like, oh shit, right? When you, when you literally have one of those moments, oh shit, that leads to a bigger aha moment, if you will. Oh shit leads to aha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've we've been talking for more than an hour and I have more questions than ever. Like I have more questions now than I did at the beginning of this. So I feel like we should do this again. 
Okay, right. We'll end on this high. We will do it again. Let me press. I'll quickly, quickly plug anything you want to plug, by the way. Website, social medias, whatever. Cool. Well, my website and social media is Godessa Beauty. There's an underscore for my IG account, Godessa, like goddess, but Godessa, because all women, women are goddesses. So yeah, I create magical products for women that connect them themselves back to themselves it's a a reconnection and a remembrance that we're all goddesses and we're all queens and so um i create products for women to do that and the benefits of these physical products are a lot deeper than physical it's like anytime women use my products i tell them that the byproduct is self-love and that's what it's all about so yeah, you can check me out at Godessa Beauty or .com or Godessa Beauty underscore Instagram. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again, Oliver. Yes, King Oliver. <laughs> My Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Right. Um, I'm just going to press stop. Wait there and I'll say goodbye, okay? Cool. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have many more for you to listen to. So go back and have a look at the old ones. Also, make sure that you have subscribed and notifications are turned on so you know when I've released a new one. Follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. Have a great day.